escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. Los mejores viajes nacen en la carretera. Pero este comenzará en tu mente. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. Hello and welcome to Springboard Your Virtual Investing. My name is Albert Okran, welcoming you on behalf of Team Springboard, matriculating you with the promise that by the time you graduate today, your personal value would have shot up. Springboard is brought to you by the Springboard Roadshow Foundation and proudly sponsored by UMB, celebrating 50 years in banking. MTN Pulse, just be and then enterprise group enterprise your advantage. Of course, and Central University Ghana's premier private Christian University, our media partners, the multimedia group, and the graphic business. So today we have a simple show for you as the year draws to a close, especially those of you in business or considering business. A few ideas and opportunities to take advantage of. Our show is simple. It's themed, create, don't compete. Create, don't compete. And it's inspired by the thoughts of W. Chan Kim, the author of the book, Blue Ocean Shift. And he has a simple concept about blue oceans. He says, listen, if you want to go or shift into a blue ocean, systematically move your company from the cutthroat markets with, with red, red blood and sharks to a blue ocean with no competition and move your people along. Simple concept. Is it possible? Are there blue oceans we are not spotting in the country? Business areas that we have not looked at that contain untouched and untapped opportunities. If you are one of those people saying, show us where the opportunities are. This show is dedicated to you today because there are some blue oceans to tap into. My guest for today, Phil Ochoidankwa, is the General Manager Corporate Banking at UMB Ghana, one of our big partners here at the Venture University. And Phil has been doing leadership in the banking sector for years, having done Barclays, now APSA, Standard Chartered Bank, Stand Big Bank. And apart from his work overseeing corporate banking, Phil has a background that I love Thanks in climate and renewable energy finance. I, I just like it. <laughs> From the Frankfurt Business School. I, I didn't know that about you. I, I, I thought I knew you well, but this part of your life is not something I've chanced on. Welcome to Springboard anyway, Phil. Thank you. It is a blue ocean part of my yeah, life. Yeah, it is a blue ocean. <laughs> <laughs> it is a blue ocean part of my life. Wow. Thanks for having me. Albert. Yeah, good to see you. Climate you. and renewable energy finance. It's, it's a nice one. Thank Tell you. me, how has the year been? No, I think it's been fulfilling. Uh, yes, we are in a challenging times, I should admit, but 
several opportunities to also harness on for businesses, for us also as a bank and as an individual. So I think we've picked the brighter side of life in these challenging times. So advancing great. Yeah. Indeed, indeed. I, I love the the conversation today about about create, don't compete. Because mm. we come from a background where once we hear that there's some profit in this particular right. particular area, everybody's yeah. clamoring to go there. So I, I want I want to I want to help us today to look at other angles we could look at that many are not looking at and see whether mm. Mm. we can expand the SME space because I know that for your bank too this year, among other things, you're focusing your fiftieth. Indeed, is on SMEs. Definitely, definitely, Albert. No yeah. thanks, Albert. I think you were spot on. I think let me start by giving you seven things an SME can do as a differentiator to literally not follow competition but create for yourself. First, number one, if you fail to plan, you plan to fail. Mm. So you will need to have a deliberate plan of why you are going into any specific enterprise or agenda. So that's number one. Then number two, there should be proof of concept. So with my expertise dealing with SMEs from the Barclays days through the Stambic days, there should be proof of your concept at any point in time. So that passion you have, that idea you have, you should have a germination period to prove that concept. Then, so so if I understand you right, when you say proof of concept, you are saying that before you, you ask somebody to follow you on the journey, it should have been tested? Definitely. Okay. Tested, tried, and proven. Okay. It might not be by yourself, but understand that scripture says there is nothing new under the sun. There might be people that have gone ahead of you on that journey. Okay. So you need to now take it to that proof of concept. Okay. Then beyond that too, for you to ensure that there is sustainability around that plan, you need to be passionate once you get that understanding. So be passionate about that idea to follow through. Then you got to be determined. A lot of things will come at you as an SME, as a business or enterprise. But where determination exists, Failure can never dismantle the flag of success. So you need to be determined that you are starting a journey and you follow through to end. There should be a differentiator. You are unique in yourself by the way God made you. There are no two businesses the same, no two human beings the same. So what will be your differentiator? Identify that differentiator. Will it be quality of your product? Will it be the way you move it from production to the consumer? Will it be customer service? So what is the point of differentiator? You need to now, it should be clear in that journey. Then once you do that, you need to now set clear milestones to now tell yourself, how do I calculate success? What is success for me? What do you mean success in the next year or two? Then how will I end this journey? What to tell me that how I started, this is how I want to end it. So these are the seven things how, having that to be. How you the seventh one? So the, the, end. The, the end, okay. So simply to say that what will tell me that, yes, I've had fulfillment. I've made that impact. I've achieved what I set out to achieve. Any journey should now have the end in mind. So you should know clearly what is the end. What is the measure for success? So these are the seven things. Uh, for me, I've seen businesses come and go, but where these seven things are clearly followed through, then you can be guaranteed of success as a business. Springboard, your virtual university today talking about create, don't compete. My guest, Philemon Ocheridankwa, GM Corporate Banking, UM Bank. And he says, for SMEs, anyone going, going into business, 
uh, look for in 28. Anyone Definitely. seeking to build a house, Definitely. these are the seven things you must look for. The plan, the proof of concept, your passion about what you are doing, the determination, the differentiator, the milestones, and the seventh one is the end game. When all is said and done, Definitely. what will you call success? Definitely. Um, let, let, me, let, me, let me tap a bit into this point about differentiation. How critical is what you call the differentiator? Mm. How critical is that one to success in any endeavor? So that is the defining moment, if I may say. And let me give you some practical examples. Uh, so two people might be set up to say they want to import rice and sell in Ghana. One might set up to say that I want to import rice and I want to now understand the value chain of the rice import. So have a warehouse for it. Once I do that, I want to create these sustainable jobs and ensure at the end of the day, I now also give back to society. So that person has defined the purpose, why he's going into it. Another person was set out to say, I've seen there's money in rice import. Let me also get into it. So we'll also move in there without any process, no strategy, we'll also bring it in. What is the differentiator here? Somebody understands clear plan strategy and want to ensure that he impacts society so he will follow through so he makes that impact. The other has no plan. He just also wants to make money. So this person differentiates his idea from the other. Though they all went out to ensure they import rights. But somebody has a clear strategy, determined, passionate, and in mind impact on society. Somebody just wants to make money out of it. So this person differentiates himself from the other. And this person will stand the test of time. This will not. Talking about the test of time, I mean, Matthew 7 talks about two, two men who went to build. You're right. And, and they built what ostensibly looked like the same facility. Mm. But when the storms came, one stood and one fell. Would it be your, your suggestion that being able to differentiate your business will insulate you better against the storms when they come? You are spot on, Albert, so spot on. Understanding your business, understanding the strategy, and ensuring that you have an execution plan will ensure that even when storms come, because the foundation is that strong and firm, you also stand the test of time. Now, where there is no clear understanding, there is no clear strategy, then definitely the storms of life will pull you down. So you are spot on, definitely. Apart from these, these critical things that you mentioned, help me to appreciate what your observation has been, you've worked with SMEs for years. I mean, if I look at your profile, in all the banks you've been in, it would seem that maybe the, maybe the SMEs, they like you. <laughs> Tell me about your journey that is in banking, especially as it relates to working with SMEs, and let's get a sense of... Okay, no, thanks, Albert. I think you are spot on with that. So I typically started with a rural bank called Achuma Rural Bank in Kumasi, where I was a susu collector, Okay. So what it means is that... Proper purpose to collect. Yes, proper purpose to collect for a bank. So I go to the SMEs. Uh, Los mejores viajes nacen en la carretera. Pero este comenzará en tu mente. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? ¿Ya estás preparado para vivir... Tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500. Hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCIUS LLC. They create a savings culture. They deposit with me. Then I also give back loans to them. 
So I literally saw how businesses could grow from ground zero up through to the various levels. Then I graduated to Barclays as a business customer advisor. Within that concept, you have a base of more than 1,000 business customers in Osu. Then you see how the businesses, you help them with financial advisory to understand how they can survive the test of time. Then beyond that, obviously came as well, graduated from the SME to commercial banking. That was with Stambic Bank. So that is where you help business to understand the impact of their decisions, how they can now ensure that they can scale. So you've moved from the SME to commercial, then to corporate banking now. That is where you are able to ensure that businesses now can graduate from one level to the other, and they can now have the corporate governance structures. Two key things I've seen that are the guaranteed things for success. Take calculated risks. Don't take any risk. I've seen businesses look at a concept, look at an idea, but they need to calculate the risk. In calculating the risks, you look at the risks versus return. So if it means that I need to commit just 100,000 and wait for the 900 and see how it will turn out, so that is a calculated risk. Businesses that take just risks and don't calculate it always bend their fingers. So that's key thing in a business endeavor. Then business have seen survive the test of time. After taking the calculated risks, what they do is that they understand why they are in business. They connect the macro to the micro. So they try to understand the operating environment, the challenges in the operating environment, and how they are able to now insulate themselves from any challenge in the operating environment. And lastly, they look at the bigger picture. If you are a business and you look only within, you will get crashed. You always need to have your ears on the ground. You always need to pick information from your environment so that you'll be able to now always be ahead of the curve. I think these are things I've seen that is able to help these small businesses be able to now graduate to become corporates and conglomerates and operate a transgenerational business as well. Phil, let me, let me, let me stay with, let me stay with the, the part about being able to know the environment. Okay. The big argument that some business people will make is that you make your projections. And I, I remember sitting in a strategy session with, I won't, I won't, I won't hint <laughs> about the industry. No worries at all. Uh, but I sat in their strategy session uh, facilitating, and it was very inspiring, very clear. The roadmap was clear. Within the next couple of weeks, a policy decision literally defaced the whole strategy. You're right. You are spot on. So how do you anticipate what lies totally outside the control? You know, you can, you can say that this particular change may impact, may impact the strategy. You're right. But in this case, eh, it beheaded the strategy. No, you're right. You're right. <laughs> How do you anticipate what is totally, totally outside the control, but one decision that mm. can totally decimate everything that you work so hard and plan for? Now, I think you are spot on. Obviously, we have called something the act of God. COVID was one of the act of God. Is that not yeah, it? Yeah. Uh, but I think, to be fair, agility, uh, for me, is the answer. How to be agile. We've all planned. Uh, we have our years on the ground. And we are trying to now ensure that where there are changes to our immediate environment, our structure, our governance setup is able to change to the changing times. Remember, we are in an evolving world. The world evolves every moment, not every day. What it means is that what happened an hour ago does not stand the same. Because you are in a fourth industrial revolution where the Internet of Things, robotics, artificial intelligence. 
these things don't wait for things to happen. These things determine how things will happen. So how agile your structure is, that is able to also align to the changing and evolving scope of your environment is what to make a differentiator. If you are stuck in your ways, we took a decision, we'll stay by it, you'll be out of business. But you need to be agile. Agile, you have your policy, you have your structures, but you align it to the changing times, still sticking to your core policy so that you can stand the test of time. Well, definitely you'll be out of scope. Let me stick with the issue of, of, of blue oceans, but switch back to red oceans. Okay. I mean, so the, one of the th- themes that we're exploring today is the fact that sometimes somebody breaks through in a particular place, mm. buys a car, is doing well, and everybody's like, Charlie, there's money in that business or yes. that industry. And then everybody comes charging in. And we've had, over the history of this country, we've had, this, uh, we've had trends where one person does well mm. if it is in water, Everybody goes into water. If it is a radio, everybody goes into radio. Whether they have a background, interest or not, they all come charging in. And then very soon, it becomes a red ocean. Cut through, cut pricing, and they literally are bringing themselves down together. Mm. What, what happens when you find yourself mm. in a red ocean and it gets tougher and tougher by the day? That's a good good question. What are the options that are available to a person? That's a good question. You have three options available to you. Your ability to stay relevant in any environment is determined by how you learn, unlearn, and relearn. Even in a red ocean, remember, nothing stays the same. You can evolve in a red ocean. You need to unlearn certain processes that is within that red ocean, learn new things even within that red ocean, and unlearn things that are pulling you back. Because at some point, you need to look at cost optimization, your structure. How do I ensure that because competition is going over the roof, can I still operate with this structure? Let me optimize my cost operational structure. At some point, you want to look at, do I retreat my strategy to ensure that I stay relevant? How sustainable is that strategy? So even in the Red Ocean, if you are able to now ensure that you are learning new things, you are now able to ensure that you are unlearning and relearning. You will definitely survive that red ocean. And beyond that, too, I'm in a red ocean. How do I ensure that I'm ahead of the curve, even in competition? Pricing is not a differentiator. The differentiator is your service and the way you deliver your service. So even in red ocean, how do I deliver my service? How do I identify my clients and establish a core relationship? How do I ensure that I understand end-to-end of the life cycle and the journey of my clients who buy from me. But even in the Red Ocean, you still have loyal clients because you differentiate with service. So that's also key in the Red Ocean. And lastly, in the Red Ocean, in this life, where you are determined to succeed, failure can never dismantle the flag of success. So how determined are you and what is keeping you in the Red Ocean? So if you are determined and you know your destination, then you will still be in the red ocean and you will succeed. But where you came to join the queue, it means you have no place to remain there. So obviously, uh, the system will take you out. But where you had clear understanding, passion, you follow through the strategy, even in the red ocean, you will stand the test of time. Is there an instance when, even though you are a first mover or a mm. pioneer in a field, mm. looking at the environment, you see this... this industry has dried up yeah. or become choked 
yeah. with price cuts and so on, and therefore you must move and leave it all together. No, thank you for asking. Every business goes through a life cycle. So you start, obviously, at the beginning stage. You go to your growth stage. You get to the maturity stage, and you begin to decline. So you need to understand each of the stages you are. So you might have received the first mover advantage. What savings do you build with your first mover advantage? So that when you get to your maturity and decline stage, you begin to diversify. And every stage of your business life cycle has different strategies to employ. If you begin to get to the maturity and decline, you need to diversify. Once you diversify your base, yes, that business is still there, but you have different revenue streams that is feeding your business. That will ensure that you stand the test of time. So over time, you can literally even pull off that old business, but you still would have created several revenue streams in different businesses out of the business you started. So the ability to understand what to do at the various life cycle stages of your business will ensure even at the point where indeed, so if you're dealing with Nokia at a point, even the technological advancement at a point might tell you that a young phone, that's what you're important, people are not interested in. So if you have studied the life cycle of your business, you would have saved to diversify and move into various other technological base. Maybe provide services to those within that scope. That will ensure you stand the test of time. I'm going to go for a brief break. When I come back, my interest is going to move to that part of your life that we've not spoken about in our previous engagement. The blue ocean part of my life. Yes. <laughs> Climate, renewable energy, Definitely. the green economy, mm. and whether there are business prospects that the young people going into business can look at that nobody's mm. looking at. And mm. I'm hoping that by the time we finish this show, somebody will discover an area that they say, ah, there it is. That's where the money is. Let's go after it. Indeed, then we'll go for the money. Is that Indeed. Right? <laughs> this is Springboard of Russia Investing. I guess Philemon Ocheridanko helping us to appreciate the a few rudiments that SMEs must engage with as they begin to wrap up the year 2022 and build up to the new year ahead of us. And he's sharing a few thoughts that I would like to keep on top of your mind that for a business, have a plan, the proof of your concept, the passion, determination, the differentiator, the milestones, and ultimately the end game. What, what is success for you? He's been talking also about the importance of having a differentiator. And then that interesting journey, first as a zoo collector, and then through <laughs> managing SMEs, and then onto commercial banking and corporate banking. And he says that out of all these experiences, big lessons take calculated risks not just any risk and he says understand the business understand the environment and keep your eye on the big picture phil also says that you must be agile in a very turbulent environment know the environment and when things change be able to jig rejig your structures to respond to the change and on a blue ocean he says learn unlearn and relearn to stay relevant in that turbulent market. We we'll go for a brief, brief break. When we come back, let's explore that area no one is looking at. Please don't go away. Los mejores viajes nacen en la carretera, pero este comenzará en tu mente. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? ¿Ya estás preparado? 
para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. Kojo Korea, a trade the Billy Goat. No, fully the same school time. I am sending you this WhatsApp audio because you are the group admin. Did I not sit in the same class with you? As them. It took the group more than three months to contribute only a thousand CDs for me. When it took just one week to contribute the same amount for Nana. Why? name looking faces. A situation like this can be avoided. Sign on to Alumni by Enterprise Life. Designed for members of all students' associations. You decide a fixed amount that covers the lives of members, their spouses, and two adult relations. Say bye-bye to unequal welfare contributions with Alumni by Enterprise Life. It's possible. Charlie, call Daniel on 0246-373653 or Karen on 050-162-7361. Dream big with us. Enterprise, your advantage. <laughs> When you can be anything, who will you become? When you can go anywhere and never feel alone, how far will you go? When you have the means to make your dreams real, when will you start? When your voice can reach every ear, who will you inspire? When your money can travel faster and further than you ever could, Where will you send it? When you can tell a story in every language, which ones will you tell? When nothing can stop you, and everyone's behind you, and the whole world awaits you. Don't go alone. Go with us. Everywhere you go. Aquaba, UMB is proud to offer you the best business solutions possible. We have been excelling in serving Ghana since 1972, and our sole interest is to make your business succeed. We are committed to making you to become number one in any sphere of business or enterprise you are pursuing. With our experience in growing some of the biggest SMEs in Ghana, we can support you become the business leader in Okaishi, Xiaomi, Abusokai, or any of the SME enclaves in Ghana with our SME solutions. Our latest SME loans allows you to take a loan backed by the value of your cash flow and inventory so you can increase your trade efficiently. Speak to our business bankers or visit any of our branches now. UMB Bank, you first. Welcome back to Springboard, your virtual university, and to this conversation about create, don't compete. We are looking at SMEs and opportunities that they may not be looking at and how we can point young people to new blue oceans that they can pursue to make make business and create wealth in our country. Phil Ochidanko has been talking about some basics that an SME must consider as they build their business from one level to another. And in this segment we want to look at want to look at untapped territories, untapped areas with particular focus on the green economy. So Phil in all your learnings, in all your interests, in all your studies, what is green finance and why would you consider it as a blue ocean? Well, thank you, Albert. So let me break it down. The world, human endeavor, we always try to now pull resources out of the ground, obviously, so that we can meet our basic needs, whether it's in mining, whether it's in trading activity. 
in pulling resources from Mother Earth, then there's degradation, deforestation. So we pollute the environment. Once we do that, we deplete the ozone layer. So over time, you get earthquakes, you get flooding. So the world, if these things are not checked, will get to a point where the next generation cannot survive. So under the UN umbrella, a team was set up that can we now have an action on climate change? Then out of that gave birth to green finance. So green finance simply put means that those of us who sit as intermediaries between the surplus agents in society and the deficit agent, how do we channel... When you say us, who do you mean? Okay, so individuals, okay. companies in society, okay, who have surplus, enough money that you deposit with bank. Then those who do require lending to do their business. In bringing it together, in channeling this as finance, how do we ensure that we channel it so that, one, it goes into sustaining the environment? How do we ensure that we support projects that does not degrade the environment? How do we support projects that make the world sustainable? So that's simply put green finance. I mean, from where I sit, not too long ago, there was this um, climate change conference in Egypt, made a lot of headlines about delegation sizes and so on. You are right. And, and one of the comments that people made was that our primary, our primary food, clothing, and shelter needs have not been met, and we are talking about climate change. Of course, that's a very, that's a very mundane way of looking at it. I get you. But out of those engagements, what is the relationship between those engagements and what we are talking about when you talk about green, green finance, the, the COP conference? No, you're right. And yeah. thanks, Albert. No, Albert, so, I mean, there's a serious direct relationship. And one is that as the world continues to evolve, uh, we need food to be able to survive. Is that not it, Albert? Yes, sir. Good. And before you can get that food, you need to ensure that the emission of greenhouse gases into the environment, we reduce it, or else you will come to a point, even the food you are getting now, you cannot get. So the Conference of Parties, COP, which happens every year, happened currently, COP27, in Egypt. And the whole idea is that how do we now give a legal backing to ensure that the emission of CO2 gas into the atmosphere, we reduce it so that the world becomes sustainable and a better place for us. How do we ensure that our carbon footprints within the environment we now change it to ensure that CO2 reduction becomes the agenda the world pursues? Two things happen here. You either adapt or you mitigate in any climate change conversation or action. So, for instance, I'm a business person. I do production. Then it gets to consumption. How do I ensure that I go through a recycle? How do I ensure that I don't pollute the environment? So once I do that, I ensure that I go into an adaptation mode. Then my activities, human, non-human, that's not adversely impact the environment. Let me let me let me let me tell you um, an experience from Morocco last year when okay. I got a chance to be there. I visited a number of cottage industries, mm. um, and one particular one, they are into they do a lot of pottery, pottery like making of making of ceramics and it's, so it's a big it's a big big business there mm. and there are so many players and everywhere i went i saw that they had this they had this gas burner installed so i engaged the people and they said a year before mm. or, or recently their government made a rule that for sustain, environmental sustainability 
each of them should move away from the original fairness, the the kind of production methods they were using that right. was having a negative impact on the environment. And so for that reason, their mm. governments literally supported with funding for everyone to acquire the gas burner to be able to efficiently produce the poultry mm. and it was standardized across the whole country. Is that what you mean when you say that green finance is about channeling financial resources in a way to businesses that do their business in a sustainable mm. way, preserving the environment? Is that what you're talking about? That's really what we're talking about and even more. Because where definitely so, and you remember even in Ghana, when we come home, at a point where all using charcoal, so burning of fossil fuel, there was a deliberate government policy to shift onto cylinders and onto gas so that we reduce the emission of CO2 gas into the atmosphere. So these are deliberate plans to ensure that the environment and things we do do not adversely impact the environment. Beyond that, you have a business. What you do, you have obviously waste that come out. Deliberate government policy that tells you that, can we get into recycling? Can we now look at how we dispose our waste? So when those policies come and say that, let me even pay for the waste, and now let's begin to process the waste into another business level. Then let's look at how you pollute the environment. Can we have a different business that picks your waste and begin to now channel them out into another manure that will go back into the soil? So those are things that brings the new businesses where people have literally not looked at. And that's what I want us to explore. So, so if somebody is listening tonight and seeing, or listening to you and seeing, how do I plug in into mm. this, this is, is that what you call the circular economy? That is the circular economy. Right. How do you, exp- how do you plug in into this, this cycle, this circle mm. that seems to want to put things back so that we don't run the earth off the edge? What, what, opportunities are there mm. for um, somebody listening in this space that you described? Good question, Albert. And let me just give you my own definition of card for a circular economy. So it's a model and framework which looks at production through the value chain to consumption that is sustainability for breakfast, is sustainability for lunch, and sleeps to sustainability. Right. Okay, so that's a circular economy. What it means is that right from production through the entire and the storage through consumption, how do we ensure that everything is sustainable? And what businesses can be best out of this? Couple of them. So today we're talking about the fourth industrial revolution. So we are talking about the internet of things, artificial intelligence, robotics. Let me come home, simple illustration. Somebody is into a manufacturing business. The person goes into manufacturing and is done and there is waste. That waste, the bottles you see that comes as waste. Remember that waste, can also not tend to become somebody's raw material to start a new business. But today it's waste. He is done, it's waste for him. So if I sit, I can be an SME, I'm interested in the waste. It's zero, they will not sell to you. I will go and get the waste, understand. How can I add value to this waste? Because I cannot change this waste and I begin to now make it into another product. So how do I understand how to convert the waste? How do I get a technical advice? There's a climate change funding also available. And because you are going to convert waste back, it means that you are going to reduce impact on the environment. So there's funding support for you. So how do I change this waste into a product or a solution that others can buy? That's number one. Before you go on, 
when you say there's a climate fund yes. for this person looking at exploring, converting waste mm. into products, where is that fund? Where did they go? Who did they call? Where did they start from? So thank you so much for asking. So like I said, at COP27, a fund was set up and additional funding was added to it. So you can log on to the Global Climate Fund, so the Green Climate Fund, GCF. So if you just log on to the Green Climate Fund, GCF, uh, all the projects, the 179 projects funded so far, and it's for Africa, funded so far is there, the criteria is there, how to access it. GCF, yes. So you have the Green Climate Fund. You even type Green Climate Fund, you literally go to the website. How to assess it. And the bottom line is that whatever you do, it should lead to reducing CO2 emissions to the atmosphere. It should lead to how to recycle. It should lead to how sustainable the world can be. So your business model should now ensure that sustainability is the bedrock. And once you do that, there are guidelines there. You literally can assess the fund. So I think back to the other earlier point I was making. So one business that is there has to do the recycling business. Has to do with where you pick waste and now begin to now get business out of the waste. Remember, the waste will be zero. It will not be sold to you, so pick it. Whether it's plastic waste, whether it's uh, so electronic waste, so you can convert the waste into another thing. And remember pollution. I mean, five men, two people can come together out of school and now begin to now understand why are we having these pollutions in the environment? Every business, if you purchase any asset, you need to not depreciate it by policy. So whether it's five years, three years. So when you end your depreciable life, what happens to Los mejores viajes nacen en la carretera. Pero este comenzará en tu mente. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCI US LLC. Those assets. So people can set up business to pick all those assets that have ended their depreciable life. Begin to now get engineers, also from school. Now begin to see how best they now bring new tools to them and give it a new life altogether. So you literally can have a business also out of that cycle. So depreciable assets, they not create a different business altogether. Go for all the depreciable assets. Create business out of it. The pollution that happens differs from one company to the other. How do we ensure that we now begin to set up a structure that ensures that if you are polluting the environment, then you are paying more to government. You are paying more to the populace. So can you draw a program that begin to now pitch all the pollution that comes through the environment. Can we now begin to now have a gadget that is able to save it, the chemical engineers, the physicians, so that based upon that, you begin to now charge the industries so that they cannot pay back to society and obviously a business enterprise for you as well. Not too long ago, I, 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 I think I heard about a certain policy that sought to restrict um, used cars that were imported to ones that could there could be an assurance or guarantee of their being functional You're right functional and all that You're right um, if I look at the policy side of things mm. one would say that if somebody said for instance that burning cars that are over a certain age 
is to reduce the emissions into into your country from the policy side is justifiable from the consumption side people say listen look at our, our pockets and what you can afford and there's always this dance between policy and what people will call the reality of their existence mm. would you like to speak to that and 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 how we can find equilibrium no, i think that's that's a fair act and very good point you make if people understand the impacts of whatever they do to the environment and eventually to themselves, then they will begin to appreciate policy and work with the policy. So first is that if we are bringing these policies, those who will consume, the agents who will use it, we need to now ensure that they align, they understand. That's the first thing. And once they understand, it's always the balancing act. Definitely you want to get things as a cheaper, but it comes at a cost. There's opportunity cost. There's a trade-off. So once you understand the impact of continuing to bring in over eight vehicles and the COT emissions to atmosphere, the fact that you get diseases, the fact that you are now going to kill yourselves. So when people begin to understand it this way, they say, oh, really? Okay, then how can we make the ones we produce here, and I will set up manufacturing plants here, how can we make it affordable? So that we don't kill ourselves, so that we live in an environment which is more conducive, so that our footprint ensures that the next generation we don't deplete it for them. That it helps for understanding so that we all can now do the trade-offs. Before I come to trade-offs, and I'm going to come to what, you, what your bank, and by extension, what the financial um, sector mm. can do for that young person listening today. But when you talk about our responsible handling of our environment, mm. when it goes to Galam CSE, Phil, if we... If something's so obvious, I mean, mm. when you talk about carbon emissions, you're right. you, you, you have to imagine it. I mean, no matter what you see. <laughs> but when it comes to water pollution, you can see the color can. of the water. You even, can. even if you don't you want can. to see it, you can see it. You can. So if something as obvious as that, mm. we still blatantly mm. pour cyanide and, and other poisons into our water, mm. knowing very well that we just... 100 meters away is a village that drinks that water. What, what makes you think that people will be even circumspect about what, what they burn, what goes into the, into the environment? And have, we, have we shown ourselves to be, to be conscious and responsible for environmental preservation? No, thank you, Albert. So I ask myself, other countries that are getting up there, it's around leadership, it's around how we explain to people to understand the impact of what they do on the environment. So imagine that you are a Galamse person, you go to throw that chemical in that water, your mom stays in about five towns, but remember the water flows. Your mom picks the water, then obviously your mom gets cancer, your mom is dead. Doctors now give you, tell that, oh, we've done the detection. It's because you drank from this water, and you were the cause of it. But remember, because... At this stage, the strata is not such a way that people are able to understand the causes of all these deaths and strange things. They are unable to link their activity to the harm they are causing, but it's causing dangerous harm. So I think it's for us leaders, for all of us, to continue to bring to bear the impact of all activities. And I think responsible mining is what the agenda has been in sustainable mining. So like community mining, like extraction scope, so that you do it responsibly, so that you don't hurt other people, still get the resource from the ground. And anybody at all can relate to this. Let's do it responsibly. So risk versus reward. Uh, you want to get it all out of the ground, but how do you get it out by not killing your mom, not killing your dad, not killing your grandmom? 
if you connect, so that connector, connect the activity to a lot of deaths we are seeing, which indeed is the case, then people will now begin to sit back and align so that we all can tend to be responsible. But we as leaders also need to reflect the responsibility. So what we speak, we walk the talk. So if you are talking about the fact that don't throw waste anyhow, don't pollute the environment, don't do mining, let's ensure that behind the scene, we are also living and walking the talk. Then all the population will follow us as well. Springboard Education University, my guest, Philemon Ochredankwa, UMB. He's the director in charge of corporate banking. And he's today talking about, not banking, he's talking about <laughs> climate change, talking about the green economy. But in all this, helping those who are interested in going into business and SMEs to explore areas that they may not have considered that could be opportunities for them and to advance their businesses. And Phil, it's interesting that in all these conversations, you mentioned possible areas like recycling and saying yeah. that in case you are scared about the, the investment required to go into it, just go to Green Climate Fund and look at the fact that for the first time in the history of the world, a fund has been set up for Africa to support businesses that are determined to preserve and sustain the environment. So go yeah. out there and find out. For all you know, your program, your project may qualify for funding. Another potential area is depreciated assets coming to the end of their life span. Engineering students coming together to say, let's take this asset and let's reapply ourselves to it mm. and recreate to, to give it a new lease of life and then prevent it from from harming the environment. And he's saying that that kind of thinking that goes outside the conventional thinking could create new opportunities. And when you do, you can be supported to make those dreams dreams a reality. Um, Phil, let's speak to that person who is sitting mm. a bit marginalized, a bit cut off from, from the big action happening in the, mm. in the city, from all that is going on and saying, Charlie, me, I finished school and I'm sitting in my my semi-rural community asking mm. myself what's next for me mm. how does that person plug in into some of these thoughts you are sharing mm. and participate in these new spaces that we are talking about no thanks albert when i finished school two and a half years i was also unemployed okay really yeah looking for jobs all over the place so i can relate to that person but remember david had to shine because goliath has stood up and the whole world has shattered for israel nobody was coming forth there was fear and panic in society. Everything had given up. So in times of crisis, that is where giants are born. In days of adversity, that is where you see new businesses that will survive the test of time come out. So I want to speak to that person. That get out of yourself. You are unique in your own way. Believe in yourself. Be determined. You will succeed. All that we have discussed, have a structure, follow through, and just don't give up. But remember, you are unique in your own way. So anything at all that comes to you, have a process to unpack it. Have people you look up to to learn from them. Begin to now also have a structure where you unlearn the things that are no longer relevant. Learn new things. And you will definitely succeed if you don't give up. So these times are times that we can literally give birth to the new generation, new businesses, and at the new industrial revolution. Several opportunities. Don't give up. The thing you thought about yesterday, start it, write it down, and begin to think through. Ideas will come, and you will certainly harness it at work. So let's, don't give up at all. Let's come to the role of the bank. You, 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 you work with a bank that mm. um, 
is championing SMEs. You're right. Where does your bank sit in all this conversation? No, thank you so much, Albert. So, like I've always said, we are leveraging on our 50 years strength in the wholesale equity we have to develop small, medium enterprises. And we do it in three folds. One is that I think financial advice for us. So we take the SME through an incubation process. First is to understand that business and help you to understand your operating environment and the governance structures, because if there is one thing that SME feels about, it's corporate governance. So the governance structures you can put in, then because the bank has been here 50 years, we have seen various businesses go and come. So all the experiential knowledge will build our team with that capacity. So they ensure you that they take you through that journey. And because they are with you as partners, it means that we have a program that ensures that whether you're in the agri sector, oil and gas, because we are sector-based, we build sector expertise, that now draws that strength for you so that you don't repeat the mistakes of your fathers or your mothers because you are able to now have a different route based upon this expertise so your business can succeed with us. Then beyond that, too, obviously, we provide support, whether it's cash flow lending, whether it's working capital support. But the support is provided when we understand the basic needs, the cash flow needs, and how we align your business cash flow to your ultimate aim so that you can achieve your business growth. So we always help you to draft your short-term strategy to your long-term strategy and stay within that strategy so that you can make impact. The bottom line is that what you do what is the impact on society? What sustainable jobs are you creating? How are you able to now leave this business so that it's transgenerational? So these are the models we run now, and we seek to now advance on the model to ensure that we are now getting closer to this. So if there is a SEC, we call it value chain banking. If we see you in the agri sector, and if it's palm oil, we understand the end-to-end of palm oil with our partners, then we help those in that value chain so that you can grow together as well with our SME model. So you're looking at three three pronged approach. First, the incubation, which basically is financial advice fee. You're right. Then the support, which is cash flow lending and you're other right. financial um, interventions. Definitely. Now you're looking at value chain banking, where you're seeing that up and down the value chain, if there are other things you can get involved in, you want they to can assist you. Definitely. Great. Phil, as, you, as the year draws to a close, um, it's been a it's been a very interesting year. Somebody says it's, it's been a, a year of two worlds. Indeed, it has great. Been. Great opportunity, but also great disruption. It has been. What will be your closing thoughts to somebody sitting out there looking and seeing Charlie? As the guy say, "Ah, the year is coming. To, <laughs> the year is coming to a close." Oh, you're right. You're what, right. What, what will be your, your your word to that person listening who says, "Charlie, what, what what do I do as I count down the days to the end of the year? Mm. What, what can I do? Where can I tend to? What, what, how can I pick myself up to?" Right. 2023 mm. with, 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 with hope and aspiration. What will be your thoughts? No, thanks, Albert. Permit me to just uh, pick a reference from the Bible to just encourage that person. Scripture says a living dog is better than a dead lion. One thing I want to tell you is that once you have life, you have hope. So it's been a tough year. There are turbulence all over. And I empathize with those who would have lost a business or the other. There's some dangers on any investment. Anything you have lost, but remember, the same mind, the same you that created those business. Los mejores viajes nacen en la carretera, pero este comenzará en tu mente. Escuchas ese rugido, sientes la experiencia de poder. 
la emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. Those opportunities, once you have life, you can recreate and now multiply by 10 or 100. So first, appreciate what has happened and now tell yourself that you are determined to ensure that you excel and it shall be well with you. Let's not give up at all. Let's tell ourselves that we can create more businesses even in these trying times. And like I told you about uh, David, it was a time that everybody had literally catch back. People realized that they could not survive Goliath. But David had to come and stood the test of time and now we all mention the name of David. I want to encourage you to stand up as David in difficult times and be counted. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, Philemon Ochoidanka, for sharing these thoughts, these thoughts with us. And it's a very good note on which to bring this program to a close. And for anyone who may just have joined us, you are in good luck because I'm going to give you um, a few thoughts that Philemon Ochoidanka of UMB, the head of corporate banking, has been sharing with us. First of all, concerning SMEs, he's been saying that there's seven things that are non-negotiable for every SME, and these are the foundations that from years of working with them, he has seen the ones that have worked and endured and grown and sticking with. The one is a plan, and two is a proof of concept. You don't pick something off the shelf and just bring it and say, let's run with it. It must, be, it must have been tried and tested and proven. The third is passion. The fourth is determination. The fifth is your differentiator. The sixth is milestones. And the seventh is the, the, the end game. What do you have in mind? And these seven things are his first point for all SMEs as your key focus areas. The second thing Phil has said is that your differentiation point is the beginning and the end of your business. Knowing what you are doing in the business, your strategy and what you are trying to achieve will help you to stand out from those who come and hang around it just because they want to make some money. And when the, the, the storms and the winds come, your foundations will be strong and you will remain standing when others fall. The third point is traveling with us, a journey he's made through his banking career, starting as a suit collector with a rural bank and going into commercial banking, then into corporate banking, and the lessons learned. And the key lessons really are about taking calculated risk and then understanding why you are in business, understanding the environment, and keeping your eye on that big picture. He says these are the things that he has learned by, by observing. The fourth is about agility. He says the systems will sometimes rock your very foundations, but be agile and be able to amend and adapt your structures and systems to respond to changes in the environment. The fifth is about when you are in a red ocean. He says you must learn, unlearn, and relearn by asking questions about your sustainability and relevance. And very importantly, don't go into cutting, cutting prices just by heart to stay in business. Get close to your customers, understand their needs, and give them extra value, and you will survive in business. He says on life cycle that when things are becoming murky in a red ocean, ask yourself which part of your business life cycle are you in? Are you in the beginning, growth, maturity, or decline stage? Because that will determine how to respond with your strategy. And sometimes all you need to do is diversify and bring in fresh income streams to stay ahead of the market. The seventh point is points about green finance. He's saying that it's really about channeling resources to areas or business or projects 
that seek to keep the world going on and keeping the world sustainable. And this is an area that people should show interest in because money is beginning to move in those directions. The eighth is about what he calls the secular economy. He says it's simply about sleeping, eating, and drinking sustainability. And he says that if you begin to think around things like recycling, things like regeneration of depreciated assets, you can move into those areas and assess funding from the Green Climate Fund to move your project. And the ninth thing is about his bank's role, UMB. He says it's three things. Basically, incubation, that is financial advice for your business, and then support, providing cash flow lending. The third one is the value chain banking, where they try to understand everything you are doing, the length and breadth, and traveling along with you. And the final point, really, is that he says, in times of turbulence, as the year draws their close, don't just fold your arms and give up, because a living dog is better than a dead lion. As long as you are alive, there is hope. Just push, mm. and God will crown your efforts with success. Phil. Albert. Thanks for sharing these amazing thoughts with us. You're welcome. And we look forward to, to traveling the, the journey together in the year 2023. Mm, definitely. Our definitely. best wishes to the entire team at UMB. Thank you so much, and thanks for having me here. Right. Too. Let me we give you a minute to speak to your clients before, before we sign off. No, so thank you very much. just want to say that, I mean, we are extremely grateful. We are here for 50 years because you've made it so. Uh, we are definitely on a new path with you to recreate a new world of impact. So once again, thank you. Let's continue to create businesses together, continue to impact our society. So thank you very much. And the words are thank you as we draw close to the end of this year. And this has been Springboard, your virtual university with my guest, Philemon Ocheridankwa of UMB Bank, head of corporate banking division. And I trust that you've learned from this experience. My name is Albert Okran thanking you on behalf of the Springboard Racial Foundation and our partners, UMB Bank, MTN Pulse, the Enterprise Group Central University, and our media partners, the Multimedia Group, and the Graphic Business. On Tuesday, the full transcript of, of, of Phil's thoughts will be captured in the Graphic Business. Till we come your way again, my name is Albert Okran, saying God bless you, God bless you, and God bless you. ese rugido. ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? La emoción de la libertad. Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC.